Welcome to Swear Down. I'm Danelle. How you doing? I'm Wayne. This is a show where we keep it 100 with you. I'm telling you, it's so easy to get caught up with social media and seeing only what people want you to see. Sometimes we get into some deep conversations because it's hard to tell what's real out here. We are both highly connected but don't always have the same view on things. And we often explore these differences on relationships, love, family, God and everything in between. We've been together almost three years now and continue to learn so much about each other and life we thought we'd share it. It's crazy to think how different our life experiences are. Swear Down is a statement to signify that what you speak is 100% truth. Derived from being so truthful, you'd be willing to put someone's life on it. So, sit back, get comfortable, because we're about to get into it. That's the, the job that you're waiting for. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was working in real estate, working at this company, this massive, massive company. I can't tell you what it is because I don't know what the legalities are of that. But Smoogle. Um, <laughs> it rhymes with Smoogle. Smoogle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how I do it. And, um, and it, was, it, it was definitely the kind of job that you kind of were waiting for, yeah. right? On paper. Um, you know on on paper, the money was right. Everything was like... But I wasn't happy oh, for wasn't. whatever reason. Well, I know what the reasons are, but I wasn't happy. I was, we live about two hours outside of London. Yeah. I was commuting four hours every, every day, day, coming home, feeling like crap. Um, and even, and people were looking at me like I'm crazy. Like yeah. pe- people close to me are telling me like, are you serious? Like you're thinking about leaving this place. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to... Konnichiwa. Sorry, I'm being a fool. <laughs> Should we start that again? No, we're going to carry on exactly how we are because we don't do retakes. We're not trying to be perfect, people. We're just trying to be real. All right. Swear down, I'm trying to be real out here. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Um, Welcome to this episode of Swear Down. Yes. This episode, we're going to be talking about things that people say to you because they say so. Everybody's been down that line. Um... And it's happened in so many avenues and in people's lives, I can imagine. But everybody kind of can can relate to when they were young, and you, you know, you ask your mum, "Why am I? Why am I not allowed to do this? Or why do I have to do that?" And the answer was, "Because, because I, I said, said so. so." Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna that's the topic of this this discussion. But as you, as I said, it cover, covers um so many different um how can we say spectrums and and, yep. and and ways in your life that I reckon you don't even realize deeper when you check it. So Yeah, because in this episode, we're going to really explore the true meaning of the word influencer. Yeah, none of this Instagram influencing or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I, what I'm saying though. Some people might even look at it as a dictatorship. Yeah. Because that's, that's, I know yeah. when I was growing up, like... Anytime I asked the question, why? It was because I said so. Um, and that has a lot to do with, I guess, mother knows best or daddy knows, knows best. best. Or your grand knows best. Everybody knows better than you, basically. Whoever's looking after you knows better than you when you hear that talk. But then, you know, there's been times where someone's told me because they know best in my family, like because I know best. And then when I check it and I get older, like the age I am now, and I you know recall these instances when i've had that said to me mm. i check it and i think to myself they really didn't really know what they were talking about no. all they all they did was just buy themselves some time 
<laughs> yep. And save themselves probably the grief or the discomfort of having to explain the real reason why behind they why they say the things yeah because like even my my youngest daughter amelia um she's gonna be six in january <clears throat> sorry she's gonna be six in january and um she like that girl don't miss nothing and when yeah. things go down she'll be like dad why no 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 don't talk like no 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 but dad and i'll be like why do boys and girls kiss <laughs> No, we haven't had that conversation yet. Exactly. So that's a perfect example of, well, maybe No, not. no, it's not a perfect example. <laughs> I ain't telling my daughter because I said so. That's why they can kiss. Okay, that was right, a bad, that was right. a bad, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. Yeah, pull up. Um, but yeah, I, even then I found myself using it like, okay, let me bring out the, um, the, the get out of jail or get out of the st- sticky situation parent card. And yeah, mm. and I'm like, because I said so. And then she'll be turning around. She'll turn around straight away in the same breath and be like, "But why? <laughs> you said so, but why?" Um, that's the difference nowadays, though. There was no time when I was little to ask. If you said but why. why a second time, Excu- hell no. Excuse me. <laughs> why are you about to feel the back of my slipper? That's why. <laughs> fulum, fulum, fulum. That's what you're getting, or cum, or whatever the lick is. <laughs> whatever sound your grandparents or, or your mum was making the at the time. Yeah, some of them. Bit, don't <laughs> ask, just do, innit? And what, right. And then that would normally be followed by as "do as I say, not as I do." Right. That's the other one. <laughs> well, this is the thing, but even on a more serious level, like this whole "because I said so" thing, it's actually something that I think it it runs rampant, especially in sort of West Indian culture, because. Sometimes growing up, you go through things in life and you go to your parents or, or your elders or the mm. person looking after you and yeah. you go to them for advice. Yeah. And it goes back to what you were saying just a few minutes ago, like because they think that they know what's best for you, they almost have like this, this dictatorship thing going in where it's like, yeah, I have more life experience. Yeah. I'm older than yeah. you. So automatically what I tell you has to be the truth and it has to be the best way to be able to do things or to put to you know do you think they really think that at the time or do you think they're just feeling you know what i'm just this is just a cop out in it i'm just gonna tell him because i said so no i i think and then i'm gonna get back to washing the dishes because i got the floor to hoover and the food to cook and you're close to wash and i ain't got time to give you all the answers of no it's context it's context because at the same time like when i say like they they have this dictatorship thing going i think specifically about when you're growing up and you like you face certain challenges or milestones Mm -hmm. or decisions that need to be made up until the age of like maybe 20 some like not 20 something maybe about my uh, late teens yeah i felt like i couldn't just make a decision like when it came to like f- school for example late teens when what? i <laughs> better be making decisions in my house <laughs> my mom's household but when i was going to sixth form and I, like finished my gcse's and was going to sixth form i was really like into writing i don't know if you guys have tuned into our first podcast if you haven't skip back skip go back, back, to, skip to back. spotify or um apple uh, yeah we, we're all over the platforms now yeah bougie um when I was go to making that transition into sixth form, into that next stage of my academic career, was kind of like I really wanted to do journalism. Like I was, I got A star in English literature, A in English language, and I was like, okay, I'm really feeling this journalism thing. Like maybe I'm gonna make this a career, and I'm gonna choose subjects that's gonna be reflective of that. And my mom was like, Skirt. no, you're not. <laughs> you're gonna do maths. What did I do? Maths, computing, yep. Yep. 
philosophy and and what is the what's the other subject? I can't physics. Everything else about apart from what you wanted to. And look at look, Mama, look at her now, Mama. <laughs> She's on a podcast, Mama. <laughs> yeah. And it's not about physics. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. And you make that decision. I made that decision. Well, I, I You got to that I decision. I kind of made that decision. But was but you I influenced really. into making that decision? Well, that's the thing. But back then, when you're at that age and you, the, your mom's still paying for things for you. I mean, I was They're working part-time, baby, but yeah. you still live under your mom's roof and that. You can't they, just roll well, up and be like, uh, no. Like, you have to kind of If you're living underneath she, my roof, then yeah, what goes That was always the card. That's always the card. But it, it comes down to that. And it's kind of like, well... I'm at a point now, so fast forward like a whole, like, I don't know, 15 plus years. I'm not even doing anything to do with any of those subjects. And that's, yeah. And it's kind of like I was told to do it because that's the, the kind of the going into the computing field, like IT yeah. field, that's kind of the direction that I was being pushed towards. And it was like, okay, you're going to make all this money and you're going to be successful the at play it. Play by play. And life just happened and life just didn't work out that way. And now I've come out of real estate working for one of the biggest companies in the world and I'm now working for my local council <laughs> yeah. in a similar I'm sort of you. role. And it's like, how do these, when, you, when you're, you're growing up and you have these influencers, shall we call them, yep. open air quotes, yep. um, whether it's your mom or, or somebody else, and usually it's people who are really close to you as well. Mom, I'm sorry, please don't like hate me for this podcast. But grab the bell. If <laughs> if you have these and you 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 end up making choices, life decisions that are based on the opinions or the suggestions or the recommendations of others, how do you then deal with that when you like growing up? Because see, for me, I always. My mum, for me, has been the biggest influencer. So ah, who's yours been? My, see, that's the trip. Like With me, I was just sitting there thinking about, <clears throat> as you were saying that. I wouldn't say my mum was... <coughs> Bloody hell. I wouldn't say my mum was my biggest influencer. I'd say she's my biggest support. Support system, in that sense. But, um, sorry, let me sip of water, but... <coughs> As far as an influencer, mm, who was the biggest influencer? Because my mom always kind of left me in that sense to work it out. You know, like, yeah. you, you're here and you've got to make. So when you weren't making decisions, I was already ma- making decisions. Yeah. Um, I think that comes from single parent family growing up. I'm the man mm, at a young age. We, we were oh, a single no, parent no, family no. as well. Yeah, but <clears throat> I think it's a cultural difference. In my household, I grew up being a little man the little big man in that sense um so i kind of just got with it so i didn't i don't think she influenced she she helped support my decisions of what i wanted to do but my mom always kind of led me to work work it out for myself like you yeah. work out what you want to do come, trusting that she raised you come soundboard past me yeah. what ideas you got yeah um we'll find out if there's any holes in it and if there is any holes i'm gonna ask you what you're gonna do about it because she done this to me just yeah. the other day as big as I'm 38, she still does it. It's still the same thing. Um, and then, like, <laughs> sort it out, innit? Deal with it. Yeah. So that's how, like, <clears throat> influencing in that sense, not really in my, in my family, but support system and um, the, the sense of, I suppose you could say she kind of influenced me to yeah. be independent yeah. in that sense. Yeah. But just not influenced along the lines of, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Mm. Nah. 
my mum was like, as long as you try your hardest and you know you left it all there on the all out on the pitch, on the court, whatever sport you like for this, you know, this little term terminology, then I can't ask nothing more of you. And that's what we, we, we um that's what I went with and my sister as well. And yeah, that's it. Because the thing is, it doesn't even like stop at home because even growing up and, and when you you actually get out of your parents house, I mm-hmm. think that's when you you're met with yeah. a different type of influence, influence a different voice that's telling you yeah. because I now say you're bombarded so by everything, be, because then you get societal pressures yeah. coming in. Like the way Pay that pressure. you dress, the way that you look, where you work, what what you do for a living, like yeah. all of these things, kind of tend to start dictating and and start trying to define you. You're they even, shouldn't. You're but even influenced from our young age, we were influenced by TV mm. and newspapers and and Blackbeat and Right On and. All right, you're taking you, it you way know, way and, back. Yeah, and the Source <laughs> magazine and. You know that that's what I used to. So that's kind of what influenced me. But I think nowadays, for uh, you know, in society with kids and the way it's going, I think they're just bombarded. And that's so the thing. much so they don't even realize that they're being influenced. But it's not even so much about the 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 fact of just being influenced. Like I think it goes a step further because it it's got it got to the point where if you weren't wearing a certain type of trainers or you weren't sort of rocking, I don't know, a certain jacket or certain yeah. brand or whatever, like. You were almost like you were talking. Look, I don't want to use big words like discriminated against, but you know what I mean? There was a type of prejudice or bias against people who were not conforming to what the norm of society was, like like, to be trendy or to be cool. I'll take this little idea, yeah, that we used to, like, not idea, but a little scenario we had. And (laughs) anybody that was anybody in Greater London can relate to this. Um, So we're talking what? 95, 96, 97, Jesus, 98. I was still on the beach in St. Lucia. Hello. <laughs> Maybe even a bit <laughs> later than that still. Yeah. But um, it was like Averex jackets. Oh, I no. When I came up here, that was that was yeah? a big thing. So Averex. And you should, yeah, because you was living in West yeah. London. So definitely Labrick Grove yeah, and all that. And the Evisu jeans Evisu. came after so that. Averex jackets, <laughs> yeah. So already, if you was a so-called roadman or someone doing stuff and you never had a avi everyone's going oh my oh, god avi yeah an avi <laughs> or an avi see i don't know if it was south you call it one thing if it was north it was, but an let's not go into yeah? that politics again shout out to all my zip codes <laughs> <laughs> no discriminating it yeah but then then you weren't you were discriminated against basically you couldn't be a roadman and be say that you're on road mashing things and and, and getting you and doing your thing yeah. and you didn't have a you didn't have an avi you didn't have an averex so yeah that is where that influenced a lot of kids to go out there and think that if they had an Averex, then they were the boss. So people used to get stuck up for their jackets. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Like, because even like when I think about it, that's the pressure that the influencing game can put on impressionable people. Yeah. But then that's the thing, because it gets to the point where you think about it, like even growing up, like, you know, I think we touched on this in the first podcast when, you know, you think about the, the, the kind of standards that you or aspirations that you're supposed to have, like growing up, where like when you get to that point, the older, yeah. yeah, when I grow up, I want to be. And then all part of that is about having a family and getting married and all of that stuff. But then the, the thing that I think for me is that it's, uh, it's forced us to think in such a timeline because that's what society tells yeah. us that we have so to you, do. It's like a checklist. Almost. Like, yeah. swear down, I feel like <laughs> I'm just Plug. not achieving my goals right oh, now. Man. Like, I am so 
off kilter that it almost makes me feel like I'm not in control of my own life. Right, now. So that brings me to my next question. This is a good point because when I was 30 years old and I was getting onto that, it was, I felt the same way. I felt like I weren't in control of my life in that sense. And I think that is like the pre-midlife crisis. Mm. I think because, you know, they say people, men, they say men in general, like 40 something, we go like, we we flip out. We go and spend our, our life savings on a Ferrari that we can't afford to upkeep. And the wife gets upset. And what have you done? You've blown all our savings. And then it's all mad. Yeah. But that is a point in my life where I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be. I wasn't in control of my life. I wasn't at the designated points that I wanted to be where life would dictate to you. You should be here by now. You should be here by now. You should be here by now. Mm. Um, <clears throat> That is the only time that I really felt like I wasn't in control of my... Well, there was a couple other times. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because I think that it's really easy for you, for people to kind of feel that way, because when you... It could be in relationships. It could sometimes be the, the people that you cl you're closest to, the people that you choose to be in your life that make you feel like you don't have a say. Yeah. Like the decisions, this is going to happen to you no matter what. Yeah. I'm doing this no matter what you say, and you just have to live with the consequences yeah. of that. And so that's why I think that in life, it's so easy to just kind of get sidetracked and just get thrown off course because you're so focused on what people have told you that you're supposed to do yeah. that you forget about you. You forget mm -hmm. about who you are and what makes you happy. And that's something that I, I've always wondered. So what's the biggest difference you think in your life um, when you made a decision purely for your own happiness or if you've made a decision Ooh. because someone's told you to make it? Whoa. I've made some tough decisions. I've walked away from some real big opportunities in my life and I've done it purely for... Like I had to look in the mirror the next day and know that I still respect myself. Mm. Um, integrity. I think that's the, that's the proper word for that. Mm. Um, there was one occasion when I was back with my boys dancing. Um, I used to be a professional dancer. Go back. Go back to the other podcast to hear a little bit about that. And mm. we was on tour. And I remember this so vividly because there's certain parts in your life that you come up to you come up to certain aspects and you know this is where you go left or right. It's like the fork in the road. Mm. And that will determine what happens for the next part of your life. Mm. And I remember looking at a Janet Jackson Velvet Rope tour poster billboard up on some hoarding on the side of the road. Yeah. And me and my boys were all talking about it. And they was like, yeah, we got the plug for the audition. I said, I weren't doing it no more. I said, I'm not doing it. They turned around and they looked at me like I was smoking crack. Yeah, <laughs> I would too, shit. Like I was smoking <laughs> Janet Jackson. Was Hello, like, Rhythm Nation. Now, what? mind you, at the time, I ain't name dropping, but at the time, we knew the um, choreographer that used to do all the routines with, with Michael. And then obviously used to work with Janet. So wait, hang on. Skirt. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. You mean Michael as in Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Greatest. When I say there's time. either Michael, uh, okay. Jordan, Jackson, or Tyson. Jordan? Who the hell's Jordan? Oh, behave yourself. Michael Jordan. Are you being... Oh, Michael Jordan. I thought oh. you were saying Jordan Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> G oh, my... Oh, my... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Relax. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I had, to get the, I had to make my own foghorn for that. <laughs> but listen, so yeah, so I went there and I just said I ain't going to do it because 
the way I was feeling at the time is like I had a choice to make. And as as much as I mm. knew that we had the plug to dance for Janet. You weren't feeling them moves, boy. Like we had the plug to dance for <laughs> Janet. And it would have been our it would have been like us dancing all kind of poppy and all that. It would have been the same thing as Janet is it's contemporary street dance, isn't it? But um at the time the the whole vibe around what was going on it made me think about something like it made me think if you go down this road and do this you have sold yourself and everything you believe and stand for in yourself short you understand yeah. so i had to just stand on that ground and yeah when everybody else was going everybody was looking at me like direction. i was yeah they, they like was you lost cool. your like damn mind i lost mind. my damn mind but i knew <laughs> i had to just say i am not doing because if i go that route then i'm allowing everything that's happened to me up to this point to be okay yeah. And I'm not okay. You understand? So that's why I made my stand. I mean, my version is not as glamorous as that. And actually, it's happened quite recently. Making a choice that purely because it makes me happy yeah. rather than because of what I'm told that I'm supposed to do or the way that I'm supposed to be or anything like that. Like, Because I used to... My job, my last job that I just left about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. That was a big That was a big turnaround. That's a big... That job that was what... Like th that's the the job that you're Ooh. waiting for. Like you yeah. know what I mean. Like I was working in real estate, working at this company, this massive, massive company. I can't mm. tell you what it is because I don't know what the legalities are of that. But smuggle. Um, <laughs> it rhymes with smuggle. Smuggle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how I do it. And um, and it was it it was definitely the kind of job that you kind of you waiting for yeah. right on paper um, you know and what I'm on paper the money was right everything was like but i wasn't happy no, for wasn't. whatever reason well i know what the reasons are but i wasn't happy i was we live about 2 hours outside of london yeah. i was commuting 4 hours every, every day, day coming home feeling like crap um and even and people were looking at me like I'm crazy. Like yeah. pe people close to me are telling me, like, are you serious? Like you're thinking about Donnell, leaving are you mad? this place. Like, are you nuts? Like this is what you've been you're waiting for. for <laughs> and I finally got there and it it wasn't what I expected it to Man. be. It didn't live up to the expectations. Man. Now, that being said, I was working at the place that rhymes with Smoogle, but I was employed by a different company. So maybe if things were different, maybe it would have been um it might have worked out a bit better. I would have felt better about it. But I was sacrificing so much of myself yeah. without even realizing, realizing. it. Yeah. I was sacrificing my happiness. I wink and tell you, like, I was stressed it was the come hell home. out. After and I picked I Donnie like, up from the train station, it was drive back home, which was another 40 minutes after she got off the train to back to our house. And then it was make dinner, eat dinner, watch TV for like, you know, you try and get a little snuggle on the, on the sofa for like 40 minutes. Bed. Not 40 minutes. He's being generous. Yeah. Like by the time we finish eat dinner, it's half an hour. Because we had to remember, he's doing this commute with me because he's working in Highway Come and then we're having to go down to Amersham, take the Metropolitan Line oh, in for Lord. those of you who live in the UK. Yeah. Like he's doing the I'm, same I'm, hours I'm doing and we don't work at the same, same job. Place, yeah, like we don't yeah. even work in the same area. Yeah. So we have to be in bed, both of us, by like 9.30 latest. So I think for me, it's just really about understanding the difference between doing what you're supposed to do and versus doing what makes you happy, like genuinely happy. Because now I am a completely oh, different person. Man, like, like someone can turned tell the you. light on. Like, you see me, you hear me sounding this energetic. Like, that's, I haven't sounded like that in years. Like, literally. Proof, <laughs> proof, you know, word proof to all of this, yeah. This whole podcast thing that we have going on, which is Donnell's brainchild. This was supposed to happen 
time ago. Yeah. But she wasn't in the mental Mentally. space, the spiritual space. Just she didn't even feel good in herself enough yep. to feel like I want to hear myself. Now I'm gymming recorded. four times a week. Like I'm doing this podcast. We have so many more things to come. Man. Like I don't even want. I want to let out the details. Just, yeah, it's just amazing how this just making that decision for yourself has one little decision is like a key in a door and yeah. you open that door you let everything else it starts a whole chain reaction it's like a domino effect because that one decision that one choice that you make will then allow you to feel confident to feel empowered like i was saying to wayne i'm using words and adjectives to describe myself that i have i've never used in my life like powerful i feel powerful today we're gonna have an awesome day today yeah. like if you know Power me words, that man. is not me like mm. And it's just opened up a whole new realm of realization for me of, of what there is out there. But at the same time, too, I know that the most like being in a relationship is also another way where you can kind of feel a little bit, you know, like you kind of have to conform and, yeah. and kind of yeah. because the elements of being in a relationship, like having that respect, having that loyalty, you can't just, you know, go out and just run woman and do your thing like how you want to do it and flex how you want to flex unless you're in an open relationship so, no so discrimination have you ever <laughs> felt controlled by me in our relationship or like i was dictating my way to you you know in that sense um i wouldn't say that you've dictated it to me but there's definitely been sort of a strong influence um but on the plus side, it's, it's for the better you know what I mean? Like, because I think that it's, there's a part Be truthful, of, you know. I am. All I'm right. being truthful. Okay. Jeez, Maybe I'm then. just sounding a bit too smushy right now. But at the same time, it it is for me because when you, I hear you talking about wanting to get healthy and wanting to yeah, go to the gym man. and wanting, like back then, like when I was in that old I mindset and in that old, <laughs> you are great. <laughs> Thank you, Baba. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back when we were, I was in that old space. It was really, really difficult for me to even feel like I could aspire to what you're trying to do. And then I was kind of trying to do it for you. Yeah, I not was for trying yourself. to do it because, oh. oh my gosh, he's on this, this weight loss thing. What am I going to look well, like? I a beach if you see me, I ain't trying couch. to lose no weight. No, he's not. I'm trying to gain it. He, yeah, he needs to gain it. Yeah, he's so, about to gain. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. I need to lose it. So, yeah. so and, and note I said healthy. Um, right. And it's kind of like, I was like, oh, I don't want to just be lying on the couch, stuff in my face. Like, even though that's all I want to do right now. And he's off going to the gym and talking about being healthy and stuff. So I did feel a little bit of pressure and it was kind of like, not because you said so, but because you were kind of saying it. And then I was kind of saying it, but I was saying it because so, you wanted me to say it. So I was pushing, like my influence was rubbed off on you in a good way. But you still had the hang-ups yeah. of how your preconceived ideas of yourself were. Yep. So you had that battle of yep. trying to get through your mental block. Yeah, and I had to do that first. That is the thing that's so yeah. important. That, yeah. And Please I had understand. to realize that with myself. And I mean, we've had our, our situations, oh, our yeah. arguments as a result. We had one two days ago. <laughs> Real <laughs> RNS. RNS. Real yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, at the same time, it was... Yeah, he, but we... He brought we, it on let, himself, yeah. I'm just saying. Listen, <laughs> I always bring it on myself, yeah? No, it's not always your fault. Yes, it is. Um. Anyways, and that, I think, for me, was something that... was. It's something that I had to get through, and it's something that I had to overcome. 
Now, at the same time, there's probably some people out there saying, oh, well, if you don't feel like going to the gym just because he's going don't mean you have to go. Yeah, I understand that. But it's something that I I wanted to do within myself anyways. But because I was in a state and a mental state of just almost like a form of depression, to be honest. I yeah, mean, I never had real. it actually d diagnosed. I never went to a doctor for it. But the way that I felt about myself and nah, everything I else. I recognized it on you. I recognized it. I, I, as I tell people that I like to share work and the, the stuff I've been through. That's why we're doing this as well, because it helps each one teach one. But I got T-shirts and timeshares in depression land. Mm. Yeah, I've been there enough. So when I saw those little things coming out on you, I knew. When recognize some, I recognize it. it I, but the, the thing you don't do is you don't tell somebody who's depressed that they're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, <laughs> not, it's fuel to the fire because then you're, you're putting them in a perpetual state yeah. and it's not good. So what I was trying to do is get you into the gym so that you would feel good so that your body would release your natural endorphins mm. and then you'll just be on this high, which ain't really a high. It's the norm. But we, we being depressed in our state, we are living below that line. So mm. when we do get to the norm, it feels like a high. Yeah, this is it. I'm like buzzing right now. I'm like going yeah. to the gym. Yeah. And if you look at my stories on Instagram, I've been on it too the whole get, weekend. Get, 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 get. Yep, oh, I've been oh, getting it, getting it, getting it. You have to. Um, and then I guess it in in through in all of this, it's I mean, life is a journey. It and is, it is. at the same time, like I don't want to knock the people who are in your life that are telling you or giving you advice or influencing you to make certain decisions because not all decisions are not for your betterment. The fact is nobody can predict the future. Somebody's life experience, maybe in a different time, yep. a different era, when things were different, is not going to be the same for you now. So whilst it's all well and good, even the people that are closest to you, your mom, your dad, whoever's listening, your partner, they can only guide you. They can only give you advice. That is the thing. You but, should never let them dictate your decisions. But you have to keep in mind where they're coming from because as much as they are trying to guide you, it will sound like a dictatorship. Yep. And that is the hard bit. Is like, to be able to differentiate. And uh, yeah, and understand that what they're trying to do is tell you something. So don't get upset with who's telling you. Just get the message. Yep. You dig? That's the thing. And I know that I know Man. I have firsthand experience of that. Trust me. When the message yeah. is coming in a tone that you don't want to hear. Don't worry like, about <laughs> who sends you the message. Did you get the message? That's yep. all you need to worry about. And there's things that I think back to now that we always say, oh, if I listened to so-and-so when I was younger. That, no. If you did listen to the message, yeah. you understand. If you didn't, what if, if you weren't so young in our mind, which we are when we're young, so it's no one's fault, and we see it as people are telling us what to do. But if you could educate your younger self, if you, if you could educate, I try to do that with my kids as well. If I can educate them just to receive the message, yeah. Don't get hung up on who told you. Yeah. Understand what's being said. You get so many gems in life. Yeah. You start saving before you actually start saving. And it's about <laughs> you know taking out that element of sensitivity yeah, too because yeah. especially when you get past a certain age, I know from like teenage years upwards, is I know people can't tell you shit. Like nobody can tell me nothing. Wait I'm, till I'm I working. Get my money, right? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And at the same time, what it is is it's not that people can't say stuff to you. It's just that it's how you receive it. It's how you you embrace it, how you take it on board. You, you may not take it on board that's and right. that's okay. But don't discount the things that people say just because they're saying Because you could be missing out on some vital bit of influencing. Yeah. Because not all influences is bad. Is a negative. Is a negative. Yeah. Yeah. There's good 
and there's bad. Like someone, you know, girls on IG twerking there, whatever they're doing, showing nothing, trying to, you know what I'm saying? That's on the whole, that's not really being influenced in a good way. Yeah. But if someone is up there doing something and they're showing you, look, you can make it from the bottom up, but you've got to do this and you've got to do that. and there's, But there's a method to, you know, then that's a good bit of, so influence with, in influencing in a, on a whole is unbiased. Yeah. I think it's easy to say. It's, it does, it's, it's like karma. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't really care whether you're right or wrong. You just got to make sure that you, you know. But it's just, you, it's you just a matter right. of weight, yeah. the weight that you place put, on it. Put on it, yeah. That's the thing, because at the end of the day, I mean, if if there are any teenagers listening to this podcast and your mama tells you to do something and she said, because I said so, uh, depending Stop on your mama. Stop the podcast and go and do what your mama said. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> I ain't responsible for you getting licks in your exactly. ass. Exactly. Yeah? No, no, no. But if you're a grown up and you you have somebody talking in your ear and they're kind of lean, making you lean to a, in a direction that your spirit is not sitting well with, I would seriously reconsider how know. much you take yeah. on that advice. But... At the end of the day, I know that it's all for the best. And in the moment, it might not feel like that. It might not sound like that. But hindsight is is something else. This (laughs) is where you have to learn from your lessons. Exactly. You have to learn from your lessons. They say, you know, if you have a... If everybody succeeded, they would never learn anything. Yeah. You understand? And, and, And the greatest people that succeed, the one thing they love doing is failing. Yeah, and that will blow some of your minds because you're thinking that's the total opposite of what I want to do. But if you do not Ye- fail, you will not learn to where to succeed. What what did Cardi say? Fall down nine, get back up ten, or Amen. whatever the lyric Amen. was. Amen. Listen, it's the truth. 